either amplify the situation to my benefit, somehow turn it around, or work so hard quietly and then wait. Hate the crappy ingredients in many beverages and energy drinks? Rebellious Infusions are the go-to functional beverage. They have five or fewer plant-based organic ingredients, no sugar, no calories, loaded with antioxidants to boost your immune system, and L-thionine for brain health. Rebellious Infusions are available at drinkrebellious.com. Rethink your drink. For 10% off of your next purchase, use the code 99999. In general, I think when I'm faced with a challenge or adversity or a no, or my own mental health and my own imposter syndrome, Mm. it's different now than it was 10 years ago. So let me impart to the people that aren't there yet. You'll get there. But what I learned to do was either amplify the situation to my benefit, somehow turn it around, or work so hard quietly And then wait, right? I think waiting and and not reacting to the sorrow and the pain that you're feeling and then just calling it like, this is over, right? It's over. I've, I've lost. I'm not there yet. Just take a beat. Make like even today, even in the last two months, like amazing things are happening for me, which is great, right? But sometimes things don't go well or my mental ability to cope isn't quite there. Instead of freaking out or spiraling out or thinking that it's all over, I just say to myself, oh, you're in that place again. Let go of the thought. Stop spiraling. Do something else. Take a walk. Go to sleep if it's at night. And when you wake up, you can re restart what you're doing with a fresh mind. Mm-hmm. And if I had known that you know, a long time ago, I think I would have saved myself a lot of stress anxiety and stress and anxiety keep you from where you're going if you let it linger for too long. I think stress and anxiety are a good trigger, but you need to push through. Yeah, that's so good. I think it's a huge part of you know what we deal with. And I, and I like the idea that it can stop us in our tracks, but how do we keep inertia and movement going? Okay. And I think this is very important. What I hear you saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, is like, when you get these challenges, play the long game. Like just because you're at a tough point doesn't mean you can't hit call timeout, go for a walk, get an overnight rest, come back at this with a fresh set of eyes, rested and keep moving forward and get back up. And I think that we don't do that very well, right? We just carry it and, and we carry it into our dreams. The, the stress is like, I, I couldn't figure it out before I went to bed. So I went to bed and dreamt all these terrible things and like, and I wake up tired and not ready to face it. We're not very good at letting go of that stress, anxiety. And you know, one, of, one of the things I got good at in sports, and you probably maybe can identify with this from the music world, right? Especially when you're this 16-year-old kid who's on her own and getting paid to do music. And no one in this professional production group cares that you don't have an apartment to go home to. They've got all their own problems, right? They don't and, care if they don't know. Right? They, don't know. Not, like, they don't I'm even not know. Kidding. We really yeah. dealt with sports. Like, no one cares that your kid is sick. Like, it's seven o'clock. Just play the game. No one knows. You don't want them to know. Again, we don't get on the, well, it's going to be a tough game tonight. My child's in the hospital. <laughs> we don't talk about that. We don't, but 
you do compartmentalize. And, and I used to really, I mean, though I was good at it, I think I was more challenged at it. And then I started embracing it. Like, Hey man, I got three hours break of my problems. <laughs> like I'm going to take a three hour, four hour break and go to work, do this thing. And then amazingly, every time I come back, my, my challenges are still there, <laughs> right? Just waiting for me as soon as I get out of the shower, right? Like, Hey, guess what? I'm still here. What are you going to do about it? Right? So I think there were some lessons in that. And I wasn't, I don't think like you said, Natasha, which I think is really good. I wasn't consciously letting go. I was kind of almost being forced to let go. Is that fair? For me? I think that's what I was doing. Oh, I yeah. was being forced to let go. Yeah. I mean, I think this word is so overused and I feel like I'm going to say it. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. Wait, there's two words. I'm just going to use the one. I'm not a super touchy feely metaphysical person. But it just comes down to the power of your own mind. I was going to say mindset, but when to let go, when to push forward. And we were talking a little bit earlier, just before we started about it is that, you know, to get to where you want to go, it is not enough to be resilient. Bouncing back, that's great. That takes some strength, but you have to be relentless. And I see that I am like in all the successes that I've had all of the things that I finished, all the things that I started, I was relentless in the pursuit of that endeavor. Mm. And that doesn't mean that I didn't say to myself, what, just take a nap or just let it go for tonight. But I got back on it the next day and I overcame with better energy, the challenges and the obstacles that I was facing. And wow, they're not as big as you think they are when you are coming at it from a different angle. That's so good. I, I think that, Relentless. And I, and I do think that time is very important because we think, I, I don't know what we think. I shouldn't say that. I believe that people have the perception of is this is a challenge. It needs to be rectified right now. It's not comfortable, right? So we're uncomfortable and we do want a fix. We do want solution right now. And, and I think this is why everyone goes to a doctor and goes, give me a medicine right now. I don't want to feel like this. And you're yeah. like, well, the reason you feel like this is because of all those actions that maybe didn't serve you along the way. Right. And now there's, there's, there's cause and effect, right? And so a, a magic pill doesn't tend to take all that away. We're going to have to do some things and we're going to have to get relentless about getting this thing done right. And, and it's funny because in baseball, where this 162 games where the whole game is power right now, this moment, and the whole season's based on this marathon activity. So it's not yeah. about power at all, right? It's how long you can stay in that, like you said, that power of the mindset and the power of the mind to stay focused on your goals through all of it, ups, downs, whatever happens, realize where you're headed, stay on that mindset of where you've got to go and to keep your focus through all of the distractions and challenges. Absolutely. And there's so many distractions, internal and external. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about some of the distractions you talk a little bit about in your book. Internal, external. Those are two things. So internal, what we're taught what we're telling ourselves are what do you think internal describes as? Internal can be everything from how you feel physically, how you feel mentally, how you frame your history as it informs your future right? The stories that you tell yourself, what do you have access to? Like when I was younger, I didn't think I had access to huge, bigger things. Like I've overreached recently in the last 10 years of my life. I've accomplished way more than I thought 
would ever happen for me. And I've had to tell myself, you need to think bigger. So when I wrote this book, my goal was to sell 25,000 copies. And now that feels silly after like small, small. And, but that in my mind at the time, especially four years ago was a huge number. It was a huge number. Like, "Ah, I'm probably not going to do that. I'm going to do that. And when recently Jack Canfield of the chicken soup for the soul series read the book and he was like, I couldn't put it down. It was a page turner. It's amazing. What do you want to accomplish with this book? And I responded with the 25,000 and he's like, won't it be something when we're talking in a year from now and you've sold over a million copies? And he's like, I can see it being optioned for television or movie. And I was like, and I couldn't wrap my arm, my mind around a million copies sold. I could wrap my mind around it being optioned for movie or television because there's already been talk of that. And so I was talking to someone else and they're like, what? Your goals can also be looked at as limitations, So Mm. now I'm all about the 1 million books. And this person that talked to me was like, well, is that what you're limiting yourself to? And I'm like, oh my God, like (laughs) seriously, where does it end? I thought I took a big jump from 25,000 to a million. I'll I'll report back and let what comes of it. But he's right. If I say I want to sell a million books now, am I limiting myself? Yeah. It's an interesting theory, right? Like we're putting stuff into the world to manifest those things, right? And we're we're deciding, hey, this is my personal goal. Awesome. Okay. And what I love about awesome personal goals is like no one else gets to say, hey, if they're good, if they're bad, they're your choice, right? Mm-hmm. But you bring a good point. Could this actually be limiting? I've never heard anyone upset, by the way, that they exceeded their personal goals. So Natasha, <laughs> there's the good news. Okay. I've never heard someone go, oh, well, I'm so ticked off. I, said, I, only want to a million. I sold 10. I'm just dick. I know, but I still struggle. And I think anybody of uh, any stature would struggle with, wow, can I do that? Mm. Is that for me? And then you have to say, yeah, that is for you and let your floodgates open same with owning a profitable multi-million dollar business. Did I think that was ever going to happen? Never. And when I started learning at 10KSB and MIT and Harvard, my revenue goal started just busting through. Like it was silly at some points. That's what I felt like. And now it's not, can I do a $20 million business? It's, do I want to? Do I want that challenge? Do I want that pressure? Do I want to employ that many people? So when you were there, did you ever have this experience on your goals there too, where you're like, hey, I want to hit five and hit eight? Did you ever have that? Oh, yes. And and one year we did 777 events Ooh. with two people in operations. Was I prepared for that? Did I plan for that? No. But man, the tipping point happened. And we were able to do that successfully. And then that just, that starts opening your mind even more. Well, if we can do that, we can do anything. Yeah. If if 700, why not 7,000, right? Like if I can. But right. But you have to choose. Do you want to do 7,000, right? Is that something within? And for me, do I want to sell 3 million books? Do I want my story to be up for everyone to watch on television? Do I want to go to the grocery store and have people coming up to me? I don't, but those are things that I'll have to weigh the pros and cons for when we get there. Yeah. Let me ask the question here. Like, 
what would be one value or belief or an action that you would recommend to another? Someone right now mm -hmm. that's you've got a lot of experience around tragedy, around tough times, and you lost a child. I mean, you're this kid who's on her own. I mean, people can't even identify with that kind of level of grief, right? But if you've got someone right now, and I think there's a lot right now, COVID, all these things, a lot of people have lost their business jobs. Yeah. What would be a, a value or action or belief that you would recommend they do today? I would say immediately find people that you respect and want to be part of their world and ask them for their time. Ask them for 15 minutes, which will turn into an hour coffee. Ask them for one piece of advice that will hopefully turn into a relationship and really treat them as relationships doing it on your own. That's just, there's nothing, I don't know. There's not too many upsides to it. And I tried it for over 10 years. And I thought that was the way to go. Cause I liked people saying, Oh, you're so scrappy. You're so innovative. Well, yeah, that's great. But I could have had like a thousand percent more revenue, right? If I had other people's help. And right now, like I talk to advisors about what I should do and they show me my blind spots. Yeah. Right. Consultants, coaches, advisors, it's really important. Paid, not paid, like mentors is traditionally inherently free, right? It's an exchange of time as a gift. And consultants and advisors are traditionally paid. And a mix of all that is great. Love that. I mean, I think that's, and by the way, that does not have to be major costs, like you said. Get started with mentors, friends of the family, people that you respect. Who honor who would really like more, nothing more to help somebody in need and come into this relationship and serve from their experience. I, and I think most people I know can speak about experience of hard times, tragic, being yeah, down, right. not being feeling at the top of their happen. game. Yeah. It's yeah. part of being alive. Yeah, right. That's right. So let's talk about some of those people in your life. As you got going and you started surrounding yourself with that kind of number of different ways of people that would help you, mentors and friends and relations and people you honored and respected and coaches and consultants, what were some of the things they were doing to train you up and some of the lessons they were giving you along the way? They speak from experience. And I think the best mentors and advisors do that. And that's part of our personal entrepreneurs organization network is experience shares rather than advice. And one of my advisors is the CEO of a $4 billion company. He can see things for me that I can't see at all. And, and what one of those things he saw for me was, I want to see you diversified. And I'm like, what does that mean? Mm. Like, I didn't quite get it. He's like, well, what happens if nobody wants entertainment at their events? Well, that's not really going to happen. But, and back then he was like, I want to see you producing events too. So that's yeah. the diversification. And so we did, we started doing that. And that's when that's part of why our business exploded. So not only are we providing musicians, dancers, opera singers, headliners to big events for Google and Salesforce and LinkedIn. We're now producing those events in addition to bringing in the talent. So it wasn't something that was on my radar at that time to do. And now it is. And if it weren't for him, maybe it would have come to us eventually. Yeah. But a push in the right direction is a big one. I tell a lot of people the best in the world have a coach. Like, why mm -hmm. wouldn't you? 
Like, I mean, it's a great idea to have someone helping you along in those tough things and hiring someone to, like you said, Hey, we don't know how to be a producer, but I'm sure within six months you learned exactly what you needed to do and then executed that. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And we became excellent at what we did because we applied our core values and our culture and our desire to be excellent in everything we do, not perfect, that we achieved that, right? We may have had to work harder at first to get there. And now it's a lot easier. But if that's where you want to start is that excellence, that's a pretty good place. Right on. I, let me ask you an audience question. You had a lot of success and won many, many times. What do you think your best battle that you've conquered in your lifetime is? The best battle of my lifetime that I've conquered is actually recent. And I could almost tell you the day. And it's that I was using the fuel of the fury and the hatred and the negativity of my story of how I was treated by my mother as the fuel for my success. Mm. So that mix that I kept going back into those moments of being told that I was hated, that my mother would rather kill me than have to look at me. And that was the thing that was pushing me and propelling me forward. It was also killing me. And I never thought, I did not believe it was possible to let go of that and be successful. And I worked with a therapist for quite a bit of time and lots of things happened. The therapy helped, something bubbled to a head, which I can't tell you about because I want you to read the book. It's at the, at the end of the book. Nice. Some discovery that happened. And then there was a, a major physical and mental panic attack that sent me to the ER. And the next day I was just like, I can't do this anymore. So everything together allowed me to now mentally walk around that pity party. Mm. Guess what? This is That was in 2019 in July-ish. Since that day until today, I've had incredible success. And I haven't had to use that fuel of negativity. That's the biggest thing that I've overcome. I think that's huge. I mean, I think that you look at a lot of, and I'm, I'm going to use athletes, for example, because I work with a lot is there's a lot of fuel by you don't think I can do it. I'll show you like so much negative in their life of mm -hmm. parents. That you, you'll never amount to anything to coaches. You can't do it. You're not this or that. And there's this, I mean, it's a, it's a massive motivator, right? It's a chip. We always call it the chip on people's shoulder, yeah. right? And there is a level that that chip can motivate and take you to, but it can also be a destroyer right? Mm -hmm. Like it can be this thing that you carry around and you, and, and we internalize and keep that record playing in the back of our mind all the time. And, and I don't think you're, I, I mean, it's just not healthy. It's not, it's a disservice. And I didn't, it didn't occur to me that I needed to change that until a few years ago. And it, it took me longer than I wish it did to get to that point. Yeah. But I got there and that is, I'm very proud of that. And now some other mental things that I have, I still think I can't get over. Now I'm like, well, you did that other one. That took a lot of work. So you probably can get over this one too. That's going to take more work. Are you ready to do that work? Mm. Right. And for me, I'll become ready after this book is launched and I'm kind of over that hump. Yeah, I think there's some confidence, right? We, we talk about confidence comes from prep and reps, right? Mm -hmm. And as you go into battles and you win battles, 
I won this mental battle over this fury of hatred, as you called it, right? Mm-hmm. And I won that battle. And like, I think I can win more battles, right? Like, I, I know how to go now. I know how to arm myself, get ready, like, do it. I mean, I think there's confidence in that. Let me ask you another question. You meet a lot of people. You've got this great sense for people. I mean, this is the thing about any person who is forced, that's a good word, but forced to kind of really mature quickly is you become a great reader of people because you've got to know safe space. You've got to know a lot of different things. So when you look at the mirror, what is like when, when you see that other people, they're looking in the mirror, what do you see about someone or something in them that most people don't see themselves. Let me think about that. What do I see in people? I see different like most things. Most people just miss it. They just can't see it. Well, I mean, there's a, there's confidence, right? There's that that is easy for me to spot. Lack of confidence. Yeah. Lack of empathy. Where they are on their personal journey in maturing. You know, I'm not the end all be all sage person, but because I was, I mean, at 16 years old, I was behaving as a 28 year old, right? In right. life. It just, it amplified. And you're right. You have to make sure if people are safe or not to work with, to hire, to be in an intimate relationship with. And I, I didn't get a lot of that right all the time, but I'm 51 now. I have a pretty good gauge. Yeah. A lot of experience. Okay. So let me ask you, you were with a lot of organizations and the music Mm -hmm. and different things there. What do you think like organizations did to help you achieve success? Oh my gosh, they're a catapult. They're a catapult to human connection, right? People that are in your own similar realm. And that's so important is to have people that understand you. Like for for instance, entrepreneurs organization, there's not that many people that I can say, I'm taking home X amount of money a year. Yeah. Yeah. Brag about that stuff to your friends and family, right? Because you look like a jerk. Or you look like an ATM machine. (laughs) There's not too many people, although I did it for the pandemic, I told everyone, where you can say my multi-million dollar business went to zero. I had to lay off half of my team and I don't know if I'm going to make it. Mm. Right? Those Those are pride things that you're like, I'm not saying anything. I mean, I did because I was there. I was at a place where I could do it. Yeah. And also I had great company of everybody else in my industry that was falling apart. But those organizations are the glue of the organizations that we belong to, like MPI, ILEA, those are event organizations. Yeah. Drive relationships that eventually drive business revenue, right? EO drives human connection with like-minded entrepreneurs. And you can, you can say stuff with, to them that you can't say to anybody else as well as you can learn. So the learning is, I just, I, I don't see a life that's plentiful without those relationships. Yeah. And it's also, I think it's so important that when you get into these organizations, they've been out there a long time. They've had a lot of lessons along the way from all yeah. the people who've come before you. And those are these like 15,000 people worldwide, right? I, I mean, know, it's so great. Yeah, right? It's a great dynamic group. Let's finish. First of all, thank you so much for coming on. I know our listeners are just going to be so fired up about this. Resilient is not enough. Relentless is the key. Just some of my takeaways here, Natasha. Let go of it. Like It's going to be, you don't have to resolve everything tonight and sleep on it, restart, take a break, but, but understand the stress and anxiety is not serving you, the power of the mind. And then of course, 
building the relationships around you with people that you want to emulate, be like mentors, coaches, consultants. There's so many people that you can surround yourself with that can help you get to where you want to go. Certainly the change for you, the the shift of, hey, I'm not going to be fueled by the fury. Uh, There's another way I can do it. And I can really understand thinking if I let go of that, man, I might never be successful again because that's always served me. This got me to here. And then I'm reminded, hey, what got you here won't get you there, right? And so, yeah, yeah, good deal there. And then of course, people like recognizing our own confidence, our empathy, the journey in ourselves. It's all there and don't be afraid of it. Don't own it. It's awesome. Okay, so for us, tell them where they can find you again, Natasha. Oh, sure. OfficialNatashaMiller.com. And it will point you to all the directions, to my music, to my book, to my business, all about me. It's all there. All right. For everybody else, follow us, YouTube Live, many more videos on the Leadershipity channel of YouTube. I am on at Leadershipity, Trent M. Clark on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. You can find me on all the social handles there. And then, of course, our our website, Leadershipity.com. Make sure to look for our upcoming ebook, The Pyramid of Leadershipity, which I'm super excited about. If you want to learn more, you can DM and email me at trent at leadershipity.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please continue to listen, rate winners, find a way, five stars. We work hard to find value delivering one percenters every, in each and every episode, like Natasha Miller, an author of Relentless. I'm so excited. Last thing to finish on, Natasha, when you've been in some tough spots before, is there a verse? Is there a quote? Is there something you go to that can level your foundation, get you back on the, that path to the power of the right mind that you're going for? Yes, and I've borrowed it, and you will mm. recognize it, and that is just do it. Mm. And I will say start ugly. It doesn't have to be perfect. P.S. Nobody wants perfect. It looks completely generic, by the way. And um, it really is the key to my accomplishing all the things that I have is I just did it. There's no thinking. There's no worrying. I just start it. And hopefully most of the time finish. <laughs> yeah, I think that's so powerful, right? It, what a campaign. I guess it was the 80s that yeah, Nike came up with Just Do It, right? And it still serves today. Yeah. And it's so good. And of course, Start Ugly, our friend, a fellow EOer, Chris Kermitzos, podcaster. Yeah who owns PodFest, he wrote that book. So you might want to check that out too. Yeah. Uh, my quote, when I thought about you, like, I was thinking about reading your background, Natasha, we don't know each other that well here, even though we're mem- members in the same organization. My quote, as I thought about this was, and because we have a little baseball with your with your brothers, is uh, you can't steal second with your foot on first. No, that would be yeah. very painful. <laughs> right? So, yeah, you have to get out there, lead off and take your chance, take your shot. And you have just maximized that. I think what you just said is something really important, which is nobody wants perfect. I mean, like we're, we're flawed people. And like, can you imagine having to be held up in a relationship by a boss or anything else who's perfect in all things? Like, that's not great. Like there's a standard that's above us. And I'm sure that people who believe in a higher power that exists. And, but at the end of the day, like we're not that. And we got to recognize that. So I think that's really powerful. We don't want perfect. It's okay. It's good. So for Natasha Miller, any final thoughts? Thoughts are just 
thank you so much. And I hope that people listening even got a tiny little glimmer of a nugget to push them forward. Yeah, I think there's a lot of good nuggets here, Natasha. I'm so thankful you could join us today. The winners do find a way. I mean, that is what happens. Natasha Miller, another winner on our show. And I mean, she's proven it time and time again. And because she's done it, she's not afraid of it. She's willing to step into a tough situation, into challenges, and face that head on and realize it doesn't need to get fixed tomorrow. And we're going to get through it and do it. And she's got people around her that she surrounded herself with to help her through that. Natasha, it's brilliant. So for us out there, everyone, thank you for joining us on the Winners Find a Way show. Every Friday, 12.30 Eastern, 9.30 a.m. Pacific. Join us then. Hate the crappy ingredients in many beverages and energy drinks? Rebellious Infusions are the go-to functional beverage. They have five or fewer plant-based organic ingredients. No sugar, no calories, loaded with antioxidants to boost your immune system. And L-thionine for brain health. Rebellious Infusions are available at drinkrebellious.com. Rethink your drink. For 10% off of your next purchase, use the code 99999. Thank you for listening to the Winners Find a Way show and podcast. Trent, together with the leaders who shared their learning and experiences through this show, are grateful for allowing them to help and support you on your journey to becoming your best. Write a review, rate us five stars, and share this episode to your network.